Welcome, welcome to My Life, My Choice, coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Today is Wednesday, the 4th of May, 2008. Is it the 4th? Yeah, Wednesday, the 4th of May, 2018. And the hour, my friends, is 1 p.m. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn, and I will be your host for the next 60 to 90 minutes or somewhere in between. So welcome to My Life, My Choice once again. And today we're talking about I don't want to be in this relationship anymore, which is huge for many people, huge, 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 especially when you're talking about, as I call them, intimate relationships or familial relationships or, you know, platonic relationships, relationships, relationships. So that being said, hi, Olivia. Hi, Wendt. Hello. And next time... Next time, don't hang up on me like that. And tell the listening audience why that happened, Wendy. I don't know, because you're rude. Without, without, without embellishing, rude. without adding a crazy you, amount of embellishment. Absolutely just rude. Just rude. <laughs> I don't know why you didn't get the first email. I have no earthly idea. Maybe because you didn't. And Blinking I, will send it. No, I did. I did. I did. I did. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're going to say. I said it before I'm you did. <laughs> you, 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 no, no. You went to your other email address. No, That's I how didn't. I know that you got it wrong. You, <laughs> you went to That's how I know you got it wrong because you told so me those You're so full of it. Wendy, darling, darling, you're embellishing. No. Stop. Reel yourself in. <laughs> Control yourself. Reel <laughs> <laughs> <feel> myself in. <laughs> no, Liz, I don't remember. I, I, I actually don't remember um, if I sent it. And that's being really honest. I don't really. And no. evidently I didn't because no. I didn't get it. No. But Correct. I will definitely check because I feel that I sent it. But I didn't have time to check because the show was coming on. And I, I didn't have time to go. Go back there, but I'll definitely check. No, I most probably didn't send it, Lisa. Um, I most probably didn't send it. But anyway, um, outside of that, how are you, love? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, love. Not too bad, you know. One foot in front of the other. You know how it is sound, here. It you sound kind of far it. away. Oh, I mean, do I sound nearer now? Uh, no, it was me. Yeah, what were you saying? Okay. Oh, no, I said, you know how it is here? It rains for a day and a half, and, you know, you've got the um, SID, no, yeah, SAD, or whatever it is. SAD. You know, sun, <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. When you're sunny, <laughs> it's funny you should say that, because when you said that, when you said that, I thought you were going to say something like, oh, um, you, know, it, it, you know, it's all dark and dreary and what have you. But I was thinking, oh, yeah, everyone gets depressed, and then you said sad. That's why I laughed. <laughs> yes, no, because it's like that. It's been raining that day and a half or so. You know, I'm like, oh, whatever. It's a, good thing. But anyway, it's a good thing you still don't live over here, then, isn't it? Or you like if if the American if 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 President <laughs> Trump decided you needed to leave and you had to come back here, you'd be a goner, wouldn't you? You'd be you'd be in free yeah, and barnet, wouldn't you? No, no, no. They tore it down. I think they they built flats. Okay, right. It was a a, a big um, 
psychiatric not, institution not, of, not <laughs> yeah, of questionable or dubious character, to say the least. Mm. Um, for what they did there, to say the least. Oh, was um, it? Did they do, I, just, I, just thought, I just thought it was a. Um, um, what's, the, what's the politically hospital. correct? What's the sorry? Psychiatric hospital. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was just a normal, regular psychiatric hospital. I remember people saying, "Oh, um, they'll take you to Free and Barnet," but I just thought it was because yes. you know, because of your be- I, I, I just thought it was because of your behaviour. You specifically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they they did the <laughs> they did their um experiments and stuff. But oh, did they? they I didn't know that. Yeah, most of them do. Don't, 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 oh, don't yeah, no, no. with that the know, night green I... rolling hills and all of that, French doors and all of that stuff. I never, mm-hmm. I, never don't even even thought, I never even thought that they did that there. You know, like sometimes you look at a place and you think, mind you, I don't remember ever seeing it. I only heard about it, but it wasn't, it, it, I never got sort of like, um, uh, malevolent feel. No, that's the wrong mm-hmm. word. You know what I mean? I, I, I didn't. I, I never yeah. got that. Yeah, so. that's that's yeah. Okay. But it was um, very Victorian looking, yeah. kind of a high. Yeah, wall. I would imagine. I would imagine it would have been. Yeah, they had, they, had really, they had some really nice buildings, like the light were down by the library where the town hall was and all that stuff. They used to be really mm-hmm. ornate. Oh, I think they were mm-hmm. gone. Not anymore, mate. Mm. But anyway, that being said, outside of that, all's going well in your world, love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. It's all A-OK. All right. Well, as I was saying to the the listening audience when... Oh, you actually made it on on time. Sorry. Um, I don't want to be in this relationship relationship anymore. Um, And again, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. So what I wrote in the synopsis is to everything in life, there really is a season. And I really do mean that, um, including the starting and the ending of relationships. And when I say this, I mean all relationships. Our lives are built upon relationships. And what I think it's really imperative that people understand, or what I want people to come away with today is it's important to understand that the relationships that we have are not only with people, or our pets, or what have you, plants, whatever, any living thing, but they're with places and things too. And that's very, very important. We never really think of ourselves as being in a working or active relationship with our home, and we don't. We live there, and there's things that we're doing, the home's got a nice feel. We never think this way about our cars, pens, paper, food, you know, plants for all intent and purposes. I mentioned them before. Or the location, the actual location where you plant yourself, where you reside. Now, more often than not, when people speak in terms of relationships, they're speaking of the dynamic between two or more people. It can also be a relationship with an institution um, that's representative of an emotional ideal that you hold. And I'll, I'll actually come back and address that in a hot second. However, relation, a relationship is all about how you relate, how you relate, hear me, you relate to people, places, and things. Based on how you feel about something, you are in a relationship with it. 
And what this will do is determine the choices that you make in regard to that. Now, when you change how you feel about a person, place, or thing, you do set into motion. If you, excuse me, if you're in, in a relationship with someone, and I should have clarified that. Well, so when you change how you feel about a person, uh, a person, place, or thing, you actually set into motion the universal law of disintegration. And once, and I am always saying this on this show, once a law is set into motion, it cannot be stopped. So when you change, when you change, when change, um, when change is needed to take place, or when change needs to take place, based on you having a change of heart, the disintegration of a relationship that is held, that you have, will happen. It's also important not to confuse disintegration of a relationship with dissolution of a relationship. Now, these are two different things, but many people think that they're the same thing, and it's not. So we'll make sure, I'll make sure that I address that too. What I want to say is that in our lives, the, the, the beginning of the synopsis, I said to everything, there really is a season, including the starting of a relationship and the ending of a relationship. And as this has been a hot topic for a lot of people, I was saying to you yesterday, and it lives, that, I mean, I'm astounded by the number of people who have spoken to me, the number of people, people who I know who are truly going through relationship changes. And I'm talking about not just the familial relationship, but I'm talking about the the, the husband and wife um, relationship mm-hmm. kind of relationship. And I'm astounded by the amount of people who are really going through changes within themselves. And as a result, they're literally saying, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. But they don't know how to extricate themselves. They don't know how to or so they say. They don't know how to get out of the relationship. Well, that's one aspect of what I want us to address today, you know, guys, that, you know, that we'll address today. But there are many other aspects to relationships as well. And it's really important that, again, you come away understanding that the relationship that you have with people is also sometimes predicated on the relationship that you have with things. But by and large, it's about the relationship that you have with yourself. Mm. So that being said, everything really does have a season, including the starting of a relationship and the ending of a, rela- of a relationship. So where I'm going to go with this, guys, is that the person whom you may be with now, and I'm talking about the intimate relationship um, you know, the person whom you are with now, you may well have outgrown them. They may well have outgrown you. They may have come into your your life at a period of time when they were literally what the doctor ordered. They may have come into your life in a time where you needed support so you could, I don't know, finish your education or coming to your life at a time where it was truly time for you to leave home and you didn't want to do this by yourself and so you set up house with him or you set up house with her. 
It could have been many factors. And for those of you who are out there who are listening, you know which factor applies to you. Well, you see, you did that, and it served its purpose. The relationship served its purpose. And you have built whatever foundation that you have built on, and now you're ready to continue your building. And however, the relationship that, that, that supported you in this, you know, and believe me, the other person knows as well, you know that this won't assist and support you in moving forward. The relationship, because it's past its sell-by date, because the season is gone, because it's disintegrated or disintegrating, but yet you're hanging on, it now becomes something of um, like chains that bind or, or it becomes, a, what do you call that, a, a ball and chain. is something that is holding you submerged and it's making it difficult for you to be and do who you are and who you want to be and what it is that you want to do. Does that make sense, Liz? Am I making sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, one of the things, I, I, I was watching a program the other day. It's called um, Big World, Little People. It's about um, people that are uh, little people, yeah? Mm-hmm. And um, like the the, the parents... I mean, they they had been married. I, I, I'm going to say 26 years. It might have been more, you know. And they're both they're both little people, and um, you know, um, she they were just growing apart, more and more apart. They had built this amazing. I think their I think their surnames rolled off. If you see their farm, it's like it's a kid's paradise. You know, they 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 do farm mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. but they farm itself, and they've been, that's what they've been. And they've got loads of different businesses and what have you, and. Um, you know, they were growing apart and then they sort of like, because they had two houses on the, well, one was kind of like a trailer, double wide, and then the main house. Um, eventually he moved into the, he moved into the double house and um, she was uh, mm-hmm. in the trailer. And then after in a the while, they, after a couple of years or so, they, they got divorced. But she actually said um, the relationship was kind of like over. She knew the relationship was, she was, was over about 15 years prior to that. Oh, come on, baby. Yeah. So, um, but but her thing was the the one thing. I, I mean, I I, do, I actually really do like her. She's 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 a bit sassy. Um, her, um, but one of the things she said was that um, oh, I can't remember what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, what she learned from the experience was that she like she never used to express herself. Mm-hmm. She never used to say mm-hmm. what she needed to say. You know, she would just mm-hmm. she, for 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 peace and quiet and so that her thing was um looking after the kids that was her that was her thing um you know for, for peace and quiet she would um she would just let kind of like him do whatever he mm-hmm. wanted to do basically um mm-hmm. and after a while it was it was it, it just became too much she felt totally undervalued you know um yeah. Yeah. totally undervalued Yes. So it's, and it was just most, interesting most, watching her grow, kind of thing, you know, into her. Because so, after that, sorry, Wendy, after that, she sort of, like, she got divorced, you know, she started seeing someone because she never thought she'd be in, in relationship with a normal height person. But she met this mm-hmm. guy and, and you know, she's doing loads. She got a tattoo. She had always wanted a tattoo. She got a tattoo. She changed the color of her hair, you know, and she was just mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. 
and she looked she mm-hmm. and and she, you could see that I mean she looked she looked um, she looked amazing you know she really yeah. did because yeah. she felt it and feels it yeah yeah you see, what, so now she can ex- what, now she can is, express herself well one of the things that I would um, actually say in regard to that you know like what you said or two things most people can tell you when the relationship was over for them. Mm. And for those who stay, and some stay until death do they part. Others, it takes a while, but, you know, 15 years later, you know, you know they're done. You know, she's done. She's done. Mm. And one of the biggest things I believe in, in my professional opinion and my personal opinion is that if you do not express yourself in a relationship as intimate as marriage, you're doomed for failure. You're you're absolutely doomed for failure. And that's really because the name of the game for me is it's about you being able to say what it is that you need to say. And I'm not saying you know, rag on your, your wife or rag on your husband or what, what have you. I'm talking about expressing your ideals, your wants, your, your dislikes, your, your, your likes, anything. One of the things that I do know from a professional standpoint is that when people say, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore, what has fundamentally undermined their relationship is the inability to communicate effectively. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. the ability to communicate doesn't necessitate that the relationship would, would, would last. Because, again, there are many people who are together and they are only, they've only come together for a season. There are people who are uh, in your life and put into your life. And they're put there for a reason. And that reason is to assist and to support you in the next huge leg or the turning point of your journey. That being said, that aside, again, it's my personal and my professional opinion that most people do not communicate. And as a result of ineffectually communicating with each other, nobody gets heard. And then people start feeling undervalued. People start feeling angry and resentful. They start feeling, I don't know, like uh, put upon. And then as a result, people do little things um, to, I I don't know, to, to, to vindicate the way that they're feeling. And then people start playing all these games, these mind games, these head games. And some of the some of the expression that is needed is not on the big things, or at least Liz, I don't think so. It's not on the big things. Some of it is the little things, you know, like dude or dudette, don't leave the cup there, or don't leave your plate on the floor in the living room, and expect me to pick it up, and knowing I'll pick it up because you know I hate to see it there. It's those kind of little things that build up, that turn into this absolutely raging fire. (laughs) No, seriously, Liz. 
decorated the home. And you, you once decorated the home with all these things that aren't the, the traditional religion that you practice. But because they, they are into feng shui for all intent and purposes, and they use things like crystals and um, uh, happy Buddha and, and statues of this, you find this offensive, but yet still you've never said it. But for every time something new, a new, a new thing comes into the home or a new thing put up on the wall or, you know, a new piece is put on onto the, the mantle, the, the, uh, the, the fireplace. You've got a huge issue with it, but you never say anything. And it rages out of control because your thing is, I'm a Christian, and I quote, I'm a Christian, damn it. I don't like all this stuff. Well, number one, you're telling the wrong person. But why have you never said it? And it just rages out of control. It's these things. You know, you don't like the color. You don't. You don't. You don't like the color of. I don't know. The 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 or the 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 cabinet, the kitchen cabinet. You don't like the color. Why did you not say that you didn't like this color before you acquiesced and said, "Oh, okay, all right." Knowing that for you it's hideous, and that as you're the one who's in the kitchen all the time anyway, you're not going to be you're, you're not going to want to look at it. And then what happens is you start feeling really sad, and you say to yourself, "I don't want to be in this relationship anymore." Why? Because my needs aren't getting met. Why? Because I'm not being heard. Why? Because I don't have a voice. Why? Because he or she doesn't care about me the way I want to be cared about. Well, my question to you is, did they ever care about you the way that you wanted to be cared about? When you started the relationship, truly, did they ever care about you the way that you wanted to be cared about? Or did you, in your infinite wisdom, allow stuff to slide that shouldn't have slid? You see, for me, as an intrinsic coach, or just as plain old simple Wendy, it's easy to blame somebody else for how you feel. Okay, hear me, guys. It's easy to blame somebody else for how you feel. Did you get the nuance? It is easy to blame somebody else for how you feel. How you feel is how you feel about the situation. And as cold or as, mm, I'm going to say it like this, if you don't like the situation that you're in, then you need to change you. You can't change anybody else. You can't change him. You can't change her. You can't change anybody else. Only person that you have control over is yourself. If, if you don't want to be in your relationship anymore, 
Does that literally mean, and here's the question for you guys, does that literally mean you don't want to be in a relationship with this person or you don't want to be in the relationship that you have built but you want to build a new relationship with this person that you're in a relationship with? Does that make sense, Liz? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah partially. It does. Oh, what? What, what no, no, okay. no, no, it right. does. It does. It does. It does. Okay. It does. Um, what is really important. Okay. Yeah, go on. It's really important to define what it is that you want. Do you want to be with this person, but you want things to be different? Or even if things were different, even if, even if you were, quote, quote, end quote. Oh, sorry, guys. I didn't te- te- take the phone out. Um. Do that, and then I'll put that outside. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, guys. Right. Um, what was I saying? Okay. If you are in a relationship with someone and you don't like the way that the relationship is and you find yourself, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore, yet still, I want to be with this person. I want to be with this person. It's really important for you to know the difference, the nuance for you between the two. So that's something that you need to ask yourself. Do I not want to be with this person? Has that season gone? Have I outgrown him? Has he outgrown me? Have we outgrown her? What, whatever it is. It's important that you define that for yourself. In regard to not being in a relationship, whether this does result in the dissolutionment of a marriage or, you know, a partnership, it's very, very important to understand that mm, you need to own your stuff. You need to own what you brought to the union, you need to also, I think, not cast blame. Because again, if it's happening to you, it's you who is in control of you. It's your life. A hundred percent, it's your life. So it's about you doing what it is that you need to do for you so that you can be happy. And again, you can't change anybody else. <clears throat> because one of the things I one yeah, no, one of the things I was gonna say, um, is talking about control, but that's a little bit later. Um you know, self-expression, you know, you hear the old adage, you know, all the time. Not not particularly about self-expression, but it, it's it's a bit like a muscle. It needs exercise, it needs to escape and it needs release. Um exercising it will actually make you feel happier i mean you take uh like relationships you know um a, a couple i mean you know without self expression um the couple i would say invariably they're going to split up with self expression they could still split up they could split up anyway but mm-hmm. um you you I, I think you tend to um you tend to recognize and 
you tend to recognize and act on it sooner when when you realize the relationship mm-hmm. is breaking down because in a way you trust yourself there's a lot of people who don't have who aren't who aren't able self-trust. to self-express they actually don't trust themselves mm-hmm. you know as opposed to you know going back to the relationship as opposed to you know uh, when someone doesn't express themselves not only do they have to deal with the breakup of the relationship but they also have the resentment and anger and self-incrimination yeah. you know, that would, mm-hmm. that that they feel towards themselves for not saying and doing what it was they really felt they needed to do. So I I think exactly. one is um, one is much more much more of an easier healing process than the other. Mhm, mhm. And and you see, Liz, as, as you spoke about, it's the aftermath. I mean, you break up yeah. with somebody, yeah. and and there are people I know, ten years, fifty years down the road, they're still talking about this person. Actually, sometimes the person has already made their transition; they're dead, they're deceased, they're gone, and they're talking about this person like this person is alive, and they they they're talking like this relationship just finished yesterday. And you know, I'm kind of shocked to hear, oh, this was like thirty years ago. Damn. Okay. All right. Okay, isn't it time time to move on? But you see, where people get stuck in this wash, in this loop, is they they become entrenched in the if I woulda, shoulda, coulda. Mm-hmm. And they keep playing this scene out over in their mind. They don't feel that they've had their pound of flesh. They don't feel that they've been vindicated. They don't feel that there's any justice for the time spent, for the hours, the minutes, the agony, the tears, Everything that people feel that they had given to the relationship, they gave their all, and look what happened. And people don't allow that to, um, uh, people don't allow the situation to teach them anything. They don't allow that situation to be fertilizer for them to grow. What they do is they stay in this wash in, in, in our coaching um, methodology. It's called being caught up in a wash. And they just keep going around, just like they are in, you know, in a, a, a nature wash out in a, a river and or a washing machine. It just keeps going around. It just keeps going around and going around. It's never ending. See, and this is what, what for me, you were saying, Olivia, about if you actually do express yourself, doesn't mean that the relationship won't dissolve. But what it does mean is that you can come away with the full understanding and knowing of self that, hey, look, I said what I needed to say. Can't say I didn't say what I needed to say. I said what I needed to say. And that's the other thing. When you actually say what it is that you need to say, the only, the only thing that you can do is truly express yourself. Whether the person that you're speaking to understands that expression truly is up to them. You know, you can't make somebody understand what it is that you need. You can't force it on them because at the end of the day, if we could... Nobody would be unhappy in a relationship. Actually, they might, they might not even be in a relationship, quite as it kept, but 
Nobody <laughs> in this instance would be unhappy in a relationship. Absolutely nobody. So, guys, for you, if you are in a relationship, look, let me just add this to the mix. People stay in relationships for a variety of reasons. One of the biggest is children, followed by finances, followed by, I don't know what I'm going to do, followed by, depending on where you live in the world, um, uh, the benefits, you know, like insurance, health insurance, dental insurance, and all this jazz, followed by, I don't know what I'm going to do, followed by, you know, we've been, we've been doing this for so long, why not just keep doing it? It's okay, I can survive. And followed by what, whatever ever reason that people have. Now, whatever reason you are telling yourself to stay in a relationship that you have said to self, I don't want to be in anymore, and as a result, the universal law of disintegration has been set into motion, and I'm, I'll address that in just one hot second, right? Um, you've said this, Okay. And now you've come back and said to yourself, no, I'll stay because. When you start living your life based on excuses, because people say, no, Wendy, you don't understand. No, those are real reasons. No, they're not. If the real thing that you want is to be out of the relationship, then whatever is causing you to stay is an excuse and or you really don't want to be out of the relationship. It's bottom line. Because, Liz, if, would you agree if you're done and you want out, you're out? It doesn't matter what you're walking out to, you are out. Yeah, no, no, that's right. So, I mean, I, th- I think sometimes people hold on to hope for a really, really, really long time. And, you know, even though what they're saying might be, okay, yeah, well, I want out of this relationship, this job, you know, where I live, blah, 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 blah. Um, It might not actually be what they really want at that particular time. Mm -hmm. Because I actually think when someone is done, they are done. Mm -hmm. Whether they've expressed themselves or not, once they're done, they're finished, they're ended, it's done. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. I think think, think, um, if they wanted out, they they would be out. I agree. Um, but I think there's still hope. They're thinking there's still hope. Maybe I can do this or he can do, I can get him to do this or I can get, you know, I can get, you know, I can get promoted or, you know, my house redecorated or whatever it is. Yeah. And that's very true. Uh, as they say, hope springs eternal. Mm-hmm. And many people, based on the time and effort that they've put in, they look at that and they do, they'll weigh up an option, and that option would be the other end of the balance scale for that is, is definitely hopeless. And they're living in hope against hope. That being said, if the underlying thing is you don't want this anymore, I don't want this relationship anymore, it's going to tip the balance of the scales. It's going to tip it. So it's vitally important to... Um, understand what it is. You have to have this conversation with yourself. Only you really know this. You have to have that conversation with yourself. 
You have to be able to say to yourself, what am I wanting? Well, I'm wanting a relationship with, with my spouse, with my partner, whatever. Then, guys, as I say to you all the time, paint me a picture of what that looks like and not them, what you want them to do for you. Paint me a picture of what you want to do in the relationship and what you want to feel in the relationship. You see, when, when people are, within a relationship, there's two people, okay, guys, or two or more, depending on what's going on. Um, but there's, there's typically, if you're talking about a husband and wife theory, um, there's two people. You need to know what you want. You cannot expect your spouse or significant other or partner to know what you want without you saying it. And this is another biggie. How how can you expect him or her to know? Well, have you told them? Uh, No. I mean, I'll never forget somebody has said to me, they wanted to get married. And they said to me, well, if, if um, you know, the whoever doesn't ask within this year, then I'm done. And I'm like, well, have you actually expressed the desire that you want to get married? And the answer was no. I mean, uh, we're, we're living together with this, with that. And I was like, well... He might think that you're happy. <laughs> no, seriously. He might, he might think that you're happy. Why do you laugh? No, it, it's just, it, it, no, it was what you were saying. It's what you're saying. But, uh, yeah. You know, no, he, he, might really, he might really think that you're happy. And, and really doesn't realize that everything that you are doing and have done, including cohabiting, has been on the premise that, you know, the, your pot of gold is getting married. Because, a, a lot, I mean, a lot, a, lot of, um, a lot of women say, oh, well, he should know. Um, exactly. Or, or if, if he loved me, he would know. He would, well, that oh, one, well, well, one that tells you your definition of love, if that's your def, def, definition of love, then no, he doesn't love you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but he doesn't, if that is your definition exactly. of love. You know, so you've you've answered your own question right then and there about your relationship. And if it's one where, oh, um, I can't remember the other one I said. What was the other one I said, Wendy? Your te- this is a test to find out if you were listening. I wasn't listening. So I, <laughs> I can't remember the other one that I said. Um, no, but no, no, you're right. You're, you're definitely right. It's your definition of love, and this is this mm. is. This is what I was talking about. You need to know what your definition of love is or, and how this will interplay in a relationship for you so that you can tell your partner so your partner understands. You know, and people do say that, if he loves me, if she loves me, and you know something, that doesn't work for me. That's something my husband never said to me because when we, we first met, I had some criteria, and that's one. Don't don't do that. Hmm. If I no, 
because that smacks of emotional blackmail to me. Mm. Mm. If you love me, you would do, well, I do love you, so now in order for me to prove that I love you, mm. I'm going to have to mm-hmm. do this. Mm. And I don't even want to do this. You know, so it, it, it's those kind of things for me that undermine the relationship. Because people will do it because they love you, not because they want to. And, guys, this is what I mean. Understand the nuances in life. They'll do it because they love you, not because they want to. And what will win out is the wanting. Because the wanting is the intrinsic truth of who they are. And they can't change that. Now, they can work within that paradigm, but they can't change intrinsically who they are. So if you are in a relationship, you're in a marriage, you're, you're, you're cohabitating, common law, a common law, law set up, and things are not going well, or you don't want to be in the relationship anymore, My first thing is, I'm not asking you why you don't want to be in this relationship anymore. I'm asking you simply this. Do you want out of the relationship? Or are you wanting your relationship to be different? Number one. Number two, I'm not asking you what your significant other or your spouse, husband, whatever, I'm not asking what you want them to do. At this moment, that is totally irrelevant. What I'm asking you is, what are you wanting to experience in this relationship should you decide to stay? What are you wanting to experience? I I just want him to make me happy. I never asked you that. You see, you're not listening. I want him to do... No, that's not what I'm talking about. What are you wanting to experience in this relationship? Oh, you want to do more things together. Okay. Oh, you need time for yourself, which might translate to him, you know, taking care of the kids or doing, picking up some of the... The, the household things that you do. Oh, so you want more time to yourself. Oh, you want to experience, you, hear me, you want to experience different countries because you like wine. And so you want to go to some of the major wine-producing Oh, these are things that you want. Oh, you want to have Christmas for you and your family, your little nucleus. And then thereafter, either the day before or the day after, you do the family thing with his family, your family. Okay, I get it. So you need to know what you want. Liz, am I making sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you, you need to know what you want. You need, to, you need to know what will make you happy. You need to understand that your partner isn't psychic. And even if they were, they'd most probably get it wrong anyway. Well, according to men at any rate, that's what they say. Even <laughs> if I did know, even if I was psychic, I'd most probably get it wrong. 
And several guys have said that, several of my male clients have said that, and it usually makes me laugh because it's really true. <laughs> they get it wrong anyway. Just, just the GP, they get it wrong, you know. <laughs> they, just, they just get it wrong. But that being said, guys, your relationship is about you. We are in relationship, in, in a relationship with everything. Pen, pencil, paper, pots, pans, bathtub, shower curtains, you name it, shower curtain rings, you name it. Whatever is in your world, including all the clutter in your home, in your car and around you, you're in relationship with this. The building that you live in, the building that you work in, everything, the ground that you are walking on, you are in relationship with that. And as a result, you are building a, and hear me, guys, you are building the relationship with the thing that you are in relation, you're having a relationship with. You are building that. And the thing that you're building a relationship with will take its cue from you. Yeah. You know, you know, before... Yeah, when you say that, because um, before I was going to, the other thing that I said was, if he knew me, yeah, it ties into mm-hmm. what you what you were saying. Um, you know, in actual fact, if he, you know, if he knew me, he'd do this, that, and the other. What you're actually telling yourself is that he doesn't know you. That's what you're well, telling you, yourself, exactly. right? So, how are you going to try to get, try to 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 let him get to know you? Is he the problem, or are you the problem? Or are you the problem? The, on. On, the, on, the onus is on you, not on him. The onus is on you. You have to take the first step. You have to say what it is that you want. Because otherwise, how, he how, will he, how will he... Sorry, when Otherwise, how will he know you? How will he get to know you? He won't. Yes. He'll never be able to get to know you if you don't if you don't let him get get to know you, and that's your choice. Yeah, sorry, go on, Wendy. And uh, again, a lot of people backtracking um, into what you're saying. A lot of people they stay because they're afraid of being alone. Mm-hmm. They're literally afraid of being alone. And most you know, of the time, I mean, they're, they're measurably alone anyway in the relationships. Or what's the odds? They feel alone and isolated. How much how much worse can it be? You're living in in a home with somebody and you feel isolated and alone. How tragic is that? No, come on, you yellow. I'm no, no, because because it was very dramatic. That's why I laughed. No, but this it really is. It's tragic. It, it really is. You know, you and your house and you're you're. It's like being a prisoner in your own home. In your own head. Yeah, exactly, Liz. Exactly. In your own head. You can't get away from you. (laughs) Can't get away from the situation. So that being said, um, it's for you to know what you want. And I'm not talking about what you want somebody else to do. You need to know what you want. And then you can express it. And then they can choose to either do it or not do it, or to come up with a, a creative solution that works for both of you. It's so important. Communication is key. 
And communication actually starts with yourself. And you know what just keeps echoing in my head, you know, the whole thing, you know, if you really knew me, if you loved me, we've been together for how long? And blah, 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 blah. If you, all, all of those, all of those statements mm-hmm. undermine a relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It undermines a relationship. It actually, it actually, particularly like if he knew, it smacks of dishonesty. Yeah, it does. because yeah, yeah does. You, you understand what it I mean. Does. Yeah. Yes, okay. it does. Because it's Machiavellian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Mandishas. <laughs> no, it does, Liz. It's Machiavellian. It's very cloak and dagger. Mm-hmm. You know, it's untruthful. It's, it's, it's really, honestly, it's, it's untruthful. Because you have put yourself behind some sort of I don't know, some sort of uh, covering, you haven't shown your true self, otherwise they'd know it. Yeah. He or she would know it. But yet still, you you do, da-da, and you might stick a hand out of this, this, this covering that you have built around yourself, and you expect the person to know hands down what's going on. It's unfair. It's unfair. And it's dishonest. It's dishonest. I mean, the person the person it's most dishonest to is yourself, though. It's the person that's exactly. doing it. That's that's who it's exactly. dishonest to. Exactly. Because you're not because you're actually not honouring self. Dishonest. Exactly. No. And you're not honouring self. You're not honouring yourself by not communicating what you need. You know, and saying he should know or she should know, well, quite clearly, if we're having that discussion, he or she doesn't know. Mm. Quite clearly, if we're having that discussion, he or she doesn't know. And if they do know, it's been represented or been presented them in such a way that they might find offensive. So they're not going to do it just because. Because I'm here to tell you, people in general their intrinsic nature, their, their, the, the nature of who we are is really here to help and support each other. Mm-hmm. And people really get a buzz out of being able to help other people. So why, And they really do. That's our nature. So why is it that it's not present in your relationship? Actually, why is it almost the antithesis of that? So I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. As I said before, understand the nuance. I had gone on to say that we are in relationship with everything or we have a relationship with everything. And I mean literally everything that you can think of and then that which you can't. We have a relationship with it. And we have a relationship with it because it's how we relate our feelings to it. It's not it, it feelings towards us. It can never be that. It's how we relate our feelings to the people, places, and things in our lives. Which is why, should you be in the position
situation where I don't want to be in this relationship anymore, and you've decided whether you want out or you want the relationship to be different, you are the one that needs to make change. And I hear people say, this, I can't say, if I had a dollar for every time somebody has said to me, but I'm always the one who does, I'm, all the, I'm always the one who, who, who's, who's always um, figuring it out and blah, 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 blah. I'm a, a Lithia, I'd be a multimillionaire. If I can tell you the amount of times that I've heard that in, in, in a conversation about somebody who says they, they want to leave. Well, the change has to start with you. And if you're always the person who, who you feel, or you feel that it's always you making concessions in a relationship, the same said as we said before is you haven't expressed yourself. You haven't expressed yourself in a way that the person, the person, place, or thing, or entity, or whatever, actually understands. The, the, exactly. the fault, the fault. I don't mean to be horrible. The fault is with, with you because if you with want you? them to understand, you have to find another way to actually communicate. And exactly. in, in many ways, what you're actually the, the other thing you're actually saying to yourself is you don't understand them because if you understood exactly. them you wouldn't have a problem with communicating with them. Yeah. So it's a double-edged thing when you hear yourself say stuff like that. There you go. Communication is a two-way street. It's about receiving and transmitting. It's a two-way thing. It's a two-way thing. And that's very well said, Liz. You don't understand the person who you're trying to communicate with. One of the things that I say as a teacher and not not as, you know, somebody who's lecturing, but as a teacher, somebody who has taught class, it is my job as a teacher to present the information to the student in a way that they can understand. It is then the student's right to do whatever it is that they choose to do with it. When you're communicating, as Olivia said, it's your job to make sure that you communicate effectively. Effective communication is, and it's two-way street, that's also listening and expressing yourself, is about you saying what you need to say and the person not just hearing you, or should I say not just listening to you, but hearing you and having an understanding of what you're saying. doesn't mean they're going to act on it. And you see, these are the nuances that I speak about. It, it doesn't mean because they understand they're going to do what you want them to do. The other part of the communication process is finding out if they can do it and if they want to. And if not that, then what can they, knowing what they know now, what can they add or what can they bring to the table where both of you can find that common ground where you say, yeah, that works for me. You see, playing the blame game gets you nowhere. Playing the blame game undermines your relationship. Wanting somebody to be who intrinsically they are not, even if you can see the potential, they need to see it too. My thing is, if you're in a relationship, you need to meet the person where they're at. 
because you would you want no less for yourself. You need to meet the person where you're at. Meet them where they're at. Having um, expectations, having expectations is another thing that can undermine your relationship. Having expectations. When you start measuring somebody by your life um, ruler, your, your, your marker, understand that everybody is having their own individual experiences. The name of the game is how do you come together so that can enmesh, so you guys can be, be individuals yet come together as a strong unit. Can you do this? Yes. Of course people can do this. Hands down they can do this. You have to be able to communicate, and you have to be able to be honest. When you communicate, you have to know who you're communicating to and with. You have to know that. You know, if, if your wife or your husband or whomever, your significant other or, or whatever, your boss, whoever this is, is having a really hard day, and you want to talk about... Um, I don't know, whatever it is you want to talk about. Perhaps at the end of the day isn't a good time to do this. And the reaction that you're hoping to get isn't one that you get. You get the, the, the whole thing of, oh, God, here we go again, another, what is it now, babe? And, of course, people's feelings are hurt. But you chose the wrong time. You can choose whatever time you want, but you chose the wrong time. Communication is also about timing. And timing means that you have to know who you're communicating with. That's on you. For some people, you need to know that um, Sunday morning, maybe when you're lying in, no pressure would be the best time to address some of the serious things that need to be addressed. You need to go on a drive. Let's let's go drive. I need to go here. I want to go and look at all these houses, blah, 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 which is true. And you know it's an hour there and an hour back. Use the time in the car. You need to know who you're communicating with. And the other thing is people in, in my... Um, in... In the, in the tutorial that I did, the webinar, I, um, I can't get my, how do I get my man to listen to me? One of the things I said is simply this. When you're talking to somebody about something serious or about something, a grievance that you may feel that you have, you need to speak in terms of I, how you feel. Somebody cannot make you feel a way. You always make me feel like I'm nothing. No. Why people get annoyed when they say this and they become defensive because at a core level, at a subconscious level, people know that that's not true because everybody knows that that's not true. And so therefore, yes, they'll be defensive when you say, you always make me feel like I'm nothing. No, I don't. What have I done to make you feel this? Well, you do this, this, and this. Well, how does that make you feel like, how, do, how does that make you feel like nothing? 
No, if you feel like nothing, this is a feeling that you have that is telling you something about how you are showing up in the world. Nobody can make you feel anything. You get to choose whether or not you feel that. So when you're talking to somebody, you're talking to your significant other or what have you, no, whenever you say X, Y, Z, I feel like you take out the you make me feel. And they'll come back with, how can I bet? No, 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 no. I didn't say you make me feel that way. I feel that way, which is why I want to address thing that you say. And that's another thing. Don't try talking about 100 things in one, in one conversation. Pick one thing and get that out of the way. Pick one thing and focus on that. When you start bringing in, yeah, and then when I met you um, 34 years ago, you did X, Y, Z. What? I did? Yeah. Well, I don't remember. Oh, so now you don't remember. And it just spirals into nowhere. If you speak up within a good time frame and limit, all of that kind of stuff doesn't happen. And from there, you can really determine whether or not you want to be in this relationship anymore or you want to be in this relationship, but have it be different. You see, in order for any relationship that you are in, I don't care whether it's with the, the fly on the wall, I don't care. You are going to need to be the change that takes place. You are going to need to be the change. And once you have made that change, and I mean seriously made that change, within your hearts of hearts, then a disintegration of the relationship held or the relationship that you have will happen. And what I mean by the disintegration of the relationship is literally the bonds that are binding you or holding you to the relationship in the way that it is will be broken. They start disintegrating. The stronger you are, the stronger your thought process is in regard to your change of heart. The stronger your process is um, in regard to not wanting to be in a relationship or wanting the relationship to be different, is the more the bonds disintegrate until actually they dissolve. Now, the dissolution of an actual relationship is when the relationship it separates, it dissolves. It's, a, it's like you have. Um, uh, uh, ice you have ice when ice goes to water the bonds actually change it still remains H2O but the bonds change and when the bonds go from water to uh, and when the water goes from um, let's see from um, water fluid to uh, let's see to, to uh, vapor where it, where it um, evaporates, yeah, where it goes to vapor, where it evaporates, the bonds change also. 
But what will happen after a certain point? There are no more bonds to be changed. And when nothing is put in place to reestablish new bonds, a dissolution will take place. It will vaporize. Literally, it will, it will disintegrate. It will, it will go back to where it was before, before you came together, which is a nothingness. Does that make sense, Liz? Was I making sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely, Wentz, definitely. Um, what, what I was actually thinking, <clears throat> as one of the um, phrases you used was like undermine, und- you know, things like um, not communicating the blame game, it undermines your relationship. And when, like, the phrase like that is, in a way, it's an external viewpoint of the dynamics of of the relationship. Now, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a difference between um, undermining your relationship and undermining your standing within the relationship. Okay, yes. because when yes, you have yes, the yes. particularly with the blame blame game, it, you, what you're actually doing is you're undermining undermining your own standing within that relationship. And because, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, relationships mm-hmm. come and go, but you, like, you're, you're eternal, you're for always. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, mm-hmm. it has a direct hit to your self-esteem. Because you know somewhere in your subconscious or conscious mind that the problem isn't the other person. It's you. The, pro- the, the problem is the way that perhaps you are looking at the situation. I, I think a lot of times, like that's when, you know, it ha- it has a it has a knock on effect, like on your uh, on your self esteem, your your growth, your self growth, and it's actually mm-hmm. disempowering. It's not empowering. It's actually mm-hmm. very disempowering because you're actually mm-hmm. seeing yourself within a system or relationship that actually isn't going the way that you perceive it should go so therefore there are so there are so many there's so many um internal um dialogue dimensions going on in there that you know it it, it has it it, it's not empowering put it that way the blame game is not Mm -hmm. empowering at all Uh, it, it just takes away from what the real issues are with self that need to be dealt with so that you can actually move on and even blaming yourself you see, the blame game isn't about ascribing blame to you or anybody else. It's about what is going on for you. But more mm-hmm. important, it's about what you are wanting to go on for you. So as, as Olivia said, it's disempowering. Because all those, those internal conversations that you have, it becomes overwhelming and underwhelming as well. And therefore, it leaves you feeling in a state of nothingness. And most people don't like that because that's like the unknown. And most people don't enjoy feeling like they're just floating in the wind or spiraling and, 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 and things being out of control. If you are wanting... I, I jotted something down here. Okay. If you are wanting to have D 
disillusion of the relationship that you're in. And what I mean by that, the bonds dissolve, they evaporate, they ain't no more. If this is what you are wanting for a relationship, be very sure that's what you want. And then I'm going to ask you, what does it look like after this relationship? What does it look like now that you are out of the relationship? What do you see beyond this relationship? What does the new you look like? What do you feel like? What do you sound like? And what are you wanting to experience for your life? Now that this relationship, now you have the freedom to be, what is it that you are wanting to be? You see, it's really... um, Again, for most people, it's been my experience, myself personally as well. You know, once you're done, you're done. I'm out. I, I don't care. I am out. I don't care. I'm done. Some personal experience is what are you wanting to happen beyond that? Okay, you're done, you're out. What are you wanting to happen beyond that? I just want to be free. Okay, what does freedom look like to you? And once you have your freedom, what does the creativity within you say that you are wanting to do with the freedom? It's important to talk to yourself and not talk at yourself or down to yourself or, or blame yourself. It's important to have a dialogue with self that is, that is enlightening, it's inspiring, it's motivating. And I suppose above all, it's revealing self to self. You're revealing yourself to yourself by this conversation. Yeah, you don't want to be in this relationship? Okay. So what are you wanting? You know how many times, Liz, I've said that to people, and Liz, you know, I see enough women enough times for this conversation. I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. Okay, cool. Then what are you wanting? Well, if he would just do so-and-so, 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 okay, so you want to be in a relationship? No, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. But he should have done so-and-so, 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 so-and-so. Okay, so you want this relationship or not? No. So why are we talking about him? Why are we talking about her? Let's talk about you. What do you want? And for the most part, and I own, you know, I'll own, I'll give that depending upon the newness of where people find themselves on this particular paradigm, you know, they'll go back into a wash. And what that tells me, guys, point blank, when people are doing this, One, I'm not saying that you don't want to be in a relationship and or you want to be in it. Either way, I don't know that. Only you know that. But what this tells me is that you feel that you haven't been heard and you haven't expressed yourself. And so the name of the game is you need to express yourself and be heard. Which is why when, when, if you are leaving, if you 
are, if there is going to be a dissolution of the relationship, there ain't no more bonds. It's, it's evaporated into nothingness, okay? Done. If this is the way that you're going, then let that be the way that you've gone. All this, if I would have, should have, could have, if he did, if she did, if you know, all of that, it's a waste of energy. It's a waste of damn time, quite as it's kept. Because at the end of the day, you didn't, they didn't, and it ain't happening. Move forward. Move forward. So, Liz, is there anything that you'd like to add? No, there's nothing I'd like to add, Vance. Okay, all right. What I would say to you guys is this. It's not easy, okay? And while I know some, some people might not want might not have wanted to hear this. I know it's not easy. And I'm not only talking about um, a marital relationship or, you know, cohabiting, uh, what you call it, uh, common law, significant other partners. I'm not only talking about those relationships. I'm talking about relationships across the board, relationships um, with your peers at work, relationship with your, with your family. I'm talking about all relationships, all relationships. Because once again, relationships are based on how you feel about something that you are relating to. It's not it relating to you because they're going to have their own issues or they're going to have their own whatever. But it's about you and how you feel about the things, people, places, and things that you're relating to. And guys, I'm not going to say that it's easy. It's not. But at the end of the day, what it boils down to is the thing that you are wanting the most is the thing that is going to happen to you. The thing that you are wanting the most is the thing that's going to happen for you. And Liz, would you agree? Only only you can make that happen. Yeah, I, I totally and utterly agree with you. You know, one of the things I was thinking before was... Um, uh, you said about talking down, you like talking down to ourselves, talking down to self, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking, well, why does that voice have so much power? Um, nothing new, I'm going to say. Uh, and it's because we actually allow it to run riot, you know, in our heads, like you know, some belligerent child. And what we need to do is actually rein it in. We need to take control to find coping mechanisms to counteract it to counteract it or to stop it in its its tracks and what it really boils mm-hmm. down to is you trying to understand yourself mm-hmm. because if you don't understand yourself you can't expect someone else to understand you and doing all you know doing all the the little things like you know turning things on its head you know like when i was saying oh if he loved me blah blah it's actually about you not understanding them it's not the, yeah. most of your most of your experiences are a mirror of of where you are what you are what you're doing and where it is you want to go and if you actually look at all the experiences that you have and and try and find the correlation 
of you within that mm-hmm. uh, relationship mm-hmm. or scenario, you're actually you're, you're making headway with who you are. You're making headway with trying to understand who you are. And as I said before, the more you understand yourself, it's the more other people will understand you in the way that you need them to understand you. Mhm, mhm. And that—that's bottom line, Liz. That's bottom line. That's bottom line. Bottom line. The more you understand yourself, and take the time to do that. Take the mm-hmm. time to do that. You know, we're so. We're, you know, I said to D. I said to D. Um, I think it was. They're 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 hard into. Um, what do you call it? Basketball season. Mm-hmm. And basketball season is going to turn into baseball season. And, of course, now they're really they're vamping up um, football here, as in soccer, as they call it. Um, it, will, it will transition into that and then, of course, into uh, American football. And then we have the cycle going again. And I said, if people, uh, if people spent, I wouldn't even say a third. I'm going to say less than a third. I'm going to say a tenth of the time that they did on sport, a tenth, just one tenth of the time that they spent on sport, on personal growth and greater understanding of self, not only would this world be a better place, I feel, but people would have a more enriching life Mm. all around, health, wealth, um, relationship, anything that you're in relation in a relationship with, it would be better. Why? Because you would know yourself that much better. And when you know yourself, as Olivia said, people will know you. And you know, people will I don't know even, you. I don't even think it's um, like. For someone to actually have to, I, 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 I'm, I'm sure it was just an example that you gave, but for, for someone to have mm-hmm. to actually give up something they enjoy to be able to do this, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there are many times, you know, uh, we'd be washing up or we'd be doing something, we'd be driving, yes. and we yes. have these, we have, we're having yes. these thoughts in our head. We can actually take mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. to decode and say, okay, well, what does this, that thought actually mean? Mm-hmm. As opposed to just mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. with the flow, you know? So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I would say. No, and and I I agree, Liz. Um, my my analogy was that there's so much time spent on, you know, sports is all good to the highest, mm. and it's nice. You know, you've got a team, you support the team, you can root them. Well, how about rooting for yourself? Yeah, you know, how about rooting for yourself? And, and that's that's where I'm coming from with that. Mm. Yeah. But one one of the things that I want to do, I want to say, or read this story and I've read this before different version maybe but I've read this before and guys while this is uh, this this is about an inner inner dialogue that that people have and it's the two wolves and the Cherokee story so a young boy came to his grandfather filled with anger at another boy who had done him an injustice okay so this could be you you could have experienced an injustice within your your the marital realm, work, wherever, lock yourself in. And you've come to somebody who you feel is an elder and wiser. So this is this young boy, however. And so he came to the boy, uh, him and this other boy had their little argy-bargy and the one 
felt that an injustice has been perpetrated against him. The old grandfather said to his grandson, let me tell you a story. I too, at times, have felt great hate for those that have taken so much. With no sorrow for what they do, but hate wears you down. Hate does not hurt your enemy. Hate is like taking poison and wishing your enemy would die. I have struggled with these feelings many times. Let me move this up. Many times. It's as if there are two wolves inside of me. One wolf is good and the uh, one wolf is good and does no harm. He lives in harmony with all around him and does not take offence when no offence was intended. He will only fight when and if it's right to do so. And of course, in the right way. But the other wolf is full of anger. And the littlest thing sets him off into a fit of temper. He fights anyone all the time for no reason. He cannot think because his anger and hate are so great. It is a helpless anger. Because his anger will change nothing. Sometimes it's hard to live with these two wolves inside of me. Because both of these wolves are trying to dominate my spirit. The boy looked intently into his grandfather's eyes and asked, hmm, which wolf will win, grandfather? And his grandfather simply said to him, well, he smiled and said to him, the one I feed. Where I'm going with this, guys, is simply, is simply, plain and simply this. Life is about choices. If you find yourself in a relationship that needs to be changed, don't spend your time feeding the negativity that has been created based on choices that you have made. Spend the time creating, in creation, creating what it is that you want to experience. Feed that. Don't feed the past, your future. Does that make sense, Liz? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay, guys, so on that, anything else, Liz? Because I'm going to wrap up now. No, no, nothing else. Okay, guys, um, I hope this has been helpful um, to you. I definitely know it's not the usual um, relationship show that, that's out there. Um, your life is about you. Make the choices that you want. See what it is that you want. Feel it. Know it so that it is you. And go for it. Go for it. So on that note, shows uh, on that night, on that note, guys, I'll get ready to get out of here. I guess I need some chocolate. I'll get ready to get out of here. Um, my name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn. You've been listening to an episode of My Life, My Choice, and today we've been talking about I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. Um, my co-host is in. Oh. <laughs> Olivia Lashley mm-hmm. from London in the UK. <laughs> It's catching, isn't it? It's catching. Okay, guys, and on that note, Dr. Wendy Dearborn, peace out. Love you guys, and I'll talk to you later. Love you, sis. Love you, too, darling. All right, then. Bye, guys. Bye.